Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My debut book, Manifest, Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life, is out now, and you can order it from Amazon, Wallstones, or any other major bookshop. In this book, you will learn absolutely everything that you need to know about manifestation. You will understand that it really is a self-development practice to live by, to empower yourself, to step into your light, to become the best version of yourself that exists, and to attract anything you want into your life. I cannot wait for you all to read it. And if you love it, please don't forget to rate and review on Amazon, Audible, or wherever you purchased it from. Thank you so much and happy manifesting. Hello and welcome back to The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. I am so, so, so excited to finally announce that Vicky Patterson is on the show. Vicky is a TV personality who was crowned Queen of the Jungle in 2015. She's also a Sunday Times best-selling author and has no less than 5 million followers on Instagram, which is just mind-blowing. I went on her podcast a couple of weeks ago and I felt I was just obsessed with her after talking to her. She has the most amazing energy. She is so kind, so open. And I know that this is just going to be such an amazing chat. So Vicky, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Roxy, don't be daft, mate. It's my absolute pleasure. Um, that was such a such a lovely introduction. You're so kind. I feel oh. the same way about you. You're such a special person. Oh, thank you. And congratulations on your recent engagement. Ah. Um, how, like, were you shocked? Yes, so shocked. Um Honestly, babe, we'd had like, we'd had a pretty terrible Valentine's. Um, (laughs) Honestly, it was just a shocker. Like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And we ended up sitting in this like quite fancy restaurant for three hours without even getting anything to eat. And oh God, mate, by the end, I was like, should we just get a McDonald's and and leave? So we did. And um, we we then went to Dubai like three or four days later. So I wasn't so bothered about it. We kind of had a laugh about it in the end. But when we arrived Mm. at the restaurant, like the place where he was going, going to propose there was like rose petals and stuff everywhere and he's so sneaky kind of passed it off he went because we had a really bad valentine's I thought I'd do something a bit special and I was just like eating it all up like fully believing his lies so just having a dead nice time and didn't expect anything at all but obviously it was a really lovely surprise (laughs) 
my gosh. I've literally got goosebumps. I feel like it's all the more special because it was a surprise as well. And what a great excuse is that perfectly aligned i know yeah he did he, the, um, everything was working his way that day i think definitely oh well vicky on this podcast we dive straight in to your first defining moment that got you to where you are today oh my god um such a good question i, I feel like i am often like the, the first one that pops into my head is 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 obviously my decision to do geordie show um mm. In, in terms of the path I'm on now, you know, um, and I'm often really tough on that chapter of my life. Um, and, you know, I, I, get, I get quite a bit of stick from people saying like, oh, you forget where you came from and this, that and the other. And I think, listen, I've absolutely not forgotten where I come from. Like, I'm very, I'm very proud of what I've made of myself. Um, and I'm so aware that without that chapter, I wouldn't be where I was now. I've just worked really hard to be better you know so I, I don't like to be constantly reminded of it as such you know the person I was when I was then but I've got to call a spade a spade Roxy and say like I definitely wouldn't be where I am now and doing everything I'm doing and like being as lucky as I am if I hadn't made that leap of faith like take that leap of faith and done Geordie Shaw so I think that was my first big moment I suppose oh my god of course I mean, what was, like, how did Geordie Shaw come about? And did you have any fucking idea how big it was going to become? Um, so, no, obviously we didn't. Um, at, at the time, MTV, uh, US, so MTV is, like, massive, obviously, isn't it? Something like 73 countries it's on in, um, and it's a global brand. Um, and the, uh, MTV USA had just launched a massive flagship show called um, Jersey Shore and it was being shown yeah. in every country and everyone was lapping it up and everyone was going mental. So, of course, the natural progression to that was to make a UK one, um, which would be shown in 63 different countries. And, um, of course, we didn't know any of this. All I knew was that I liked watching Towie, um, but just started. I did like watching Jersey Shore and I didn't like my job. That's all I knew, you know, um, <laughs> and I was working in bars and nightclubs and I thought to myself, like, I go out all the time anyway, what's, like, is the two, is there so much of a big stretch or so much of a big leap to do this? Um, and the producers, the casting directors, how they found people for it is like, they just sent like young people out on the lash in Newcastle, producers and everything. And they would sit in nightclubs and bars and have a look for who they thought was like a bit of a big character, who they thought would make No way. Yeah, I swear. Don't get me wrong. There was like an application process and stuff via Facebook and things like that. And I know some of the cast did apply that way, but I was working as a hostess in a, in a club, in a couple of clubs actually. And I used to get the producers' tables and bottles, like cheap bottles of vodka, like nasty stuff, like pain stripper, but they used to love it. And we'd sit and chat and I became almost like that unofficial tour guide to Newcastle, I suppose. And they'd say like, oh, what's he like? Or what's she like? And I'd be like, oh, he talks a good game, but he can't pull a muscle. Or like, <laughs> she, she guns our like a granny on ice skates, she'll be great. Like, I, ju- I just kind of, I, I got, I, I made friends with them and became sort of like an invaluable like a bit of pop, like port of call. Um, and they said a couple of times, like, do you want to do it? Do you want to 
do you want to be on? And I, I didn't know, I was slightly hesitant. Um, but it was after one like massive night out where we all went out together and me, the producer's my mate. And I just thought I was having like a standard night, you know, like it, it mm. used to be quite wild. Roxy, we've, we've talked about this. I'm really boring mm. now, but I used to be like, you know, the type who was like wearing a pink cowboy hat in like a gay club till five o'clock in the morning, drinking shots, with, like blowing a whistle. <laughs> and that was the night out we had, you know, DJ box and running from dormant and crazy things. And they just looked at us by the end of the night. I think I had to carry the main producer home and put him in his like little hotel room and the jury's in. And he, he just said, it was, he was like, honestly, Vicky, he was like, don't audition for the show. Don't screen test. Like, don't even meet MTV. He was like, like, just be on it. And I was like, right, okay, if you're serious. And it's just me you want. He says, I said, I'll be on it. Um, and, like, the rest is obviously history. So I, I feel like it, it was a really bumpy ride, mate. Um, and I, I, like, had some real ups and downs. But, again, just wouldn't be where I was now without it. So I'll always be grateful, you know. I'm always really fascinated by, you know, the story of people who suddenly become you know hugely recognized and what that does to you like mentally and emotionally and how anybody copes with it and if you don't mind me asking how did you cope because I mean you're still like a young girl like living your life like growing up how did you cope with the sudden enormity of the show and and being recognized and having all this these followers and people with opinions and like, how did you cope with it? And how did it, did it feel like, oh my God, this is incredible, like, wow. Or or was there more to it than that? Um, so I think like, if you look at shows like reality TV shows these days, like let's look at the juggernaut that is Love Island, for example, you know? Like they go into that show, 19, 20, 21, whatever. N- nobody knows who they are, virtually unknown. Um, and they leave after six weeks in the sun with a million followers and brand deals, you know? It's a mm. nice, it's a nice network. It's ITV. They're looking after the cast for the most of it, you know, for the majority of it. They're not there to bastardize anyone. Um, mm. It's feel good vibes for the most part. And th- these these kids come out to like enormous amounts of fame and notoriety, and that I can't get my head around. That meteoric rise to fame, I can't get my head around. And I, I honestly take my hat off to a lot of them. And any of them, especially who've managed to remain really grounded. You know, you meet some of them and you think you're really lovely. Like I was speaking to Teddy from Love Island the other day and he's just such a nice man. And I was like, yes, you've got your head screwed on, son. But I feel like had I experienced that at such a young age, everyone telling me I was so good looking and so funny and such an amazing TV star, I could have turned into a bit of an arsehole. Like, I feel like I had real potential to be an arsehole if that was me. Mm-hmm. But what we experienced was really, like, was slightly different. Like, nobody really liked us at First Rocks. And if they did like her, it was because of our car crash. You know, it wasn't because, right. like, oh, my God, I really want to look like you when I grow up. Or I really want my daughter to be like you. Like, God, there was none of that. Um, <laughs> right. we, we were controversial. And like, if you were between a demographic of about 16 to 24, you knew who we were. Even then, like, I might not have been your cup of tea. Like, it was difficult. It it was a hard slog to slowly get where Mm -hmm. we are. Um, And I say we because I know like various other members of the cast are doing great things too and um, still working. So yeah, so I, I feel like I didn't have that overnight success in a way that it kind of might have seemed to people or the way that Love Island people get it and things like that. I felt like 
Um, my big moment came in, in that sense when I was in the jungle, was in I'm a Celeb. Um, yeah. I feel like up until that point, it was, um, it was hard. It was hard. There was a lot of misconceptions about me, a lot of preconceived notions that I was this, this yob, <laughs> this like um, aggressive kind of really opinionated gobby monster that I sort of was being portrayed as. So um, I think I struggled with that perception, but it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't huge, you know, like I think I only experienced that when I did I'm a Celeb. God, it's so interesting because I really had never thought about it like that. But yeah, I suppose it wasn't like this, like, and like, I, I, I mean this in like, not, not in a rude way and at all yeah. but it wasn't like this like huge unconditional adoration oh, like nah. oh my god nah. you know you guys really had you were kind of up against it you had the recognition but not necessarily the like understanding of who you really were as people yeah. and so in a way that did must have you know the, in fact what that does for you in terms of like strengthening you and helping you to grow is actually kind of incredible in some ways better I mean I always say it like that rock bottom will teach you things that mountaintops never will um Mm. and it's it is true it is true like you learn a lot about yourself when the the chips are down when things are hard Mm. what you're made of who your real friends are like what you're truly capable of so I I don't regret like sort of how I had to make it you know like my start Mm. or whatever um and like I say had I done Love Island or something I might be a very different person than so the person that's sitting chatting to you now rocks you know Mm. like I could be a real dick (laughs) um and and I kind of like who I'm becoming so no I, I I feel like I often worry about that real meteoric rise to fame and how it affects people but I suppose You've just got to have a, a very nice support structure around you, haven't you? And you've got to hope for the best. Totally. So then what was your second defining moment? Oh, well, I've already mentioned it, having a bit of a spoiler. But um, I I think going into I'm a Celeb, obviously, and subsequently winning it um, was a huge thing for me. Like, mm. to go in, like, n- not many people will remember this or know this, but because it's so important to me, I always will. Um Everybody hated us when I went in, miss. Like, this is a show that's sort of, like, family-friendly. Um, so People are so protective over it. It's like a British institution. It's ITV. It's prime time. You've got, like, 15 million people watching it. Um, and you get legends in there. And, like, Ant Deck host it. Like, TV royalty. It, it's a big mm. thing. And when they put me in, Twitter, which was the big social media medium at the time, was, like, just blew up get her out we don't want her in she's gonna ruin it like I don't know what they thought I was gonna do like down Jager bombs and punch a kangaroo or something like it's just just quite clearly they had me completely misconstrued but I understand that they're protective but they just had me all wrong so yeah they nobody wanted us in and uh, obviously I quite luckily didn't say all this because you don't have your phone when you're in there, you're in a bubble. Um, but within 24 hours of those people having those opinions and everybody wanting me out and nobody liking us, I was the favourite to win. And I stayed that way till I won it with like a landslide wow. of like 80% of the votes. Maybe it's, it, 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 wow. it just 
like who gets the opportunity, mate, to change a nation's opinion? Like nobody does really. Like overnight as well. <gasps> That's so fucking cool. I felt like it was. I'm so, like, how that must. I feel firstly just I don't know. I feel like I have so much compassion for the you before you went in and being. I don't know, like, even though you weren't maybe seeing it at the time, even the kind of fear of it before you go in of what people might think and how they might react to you being in there. And I, and then I just feel so happy for you <laughs> that you got to, like, show people who you really are. And that must have been incredible for your own not that we validate ourselves based on the opinion of others, but it does make a difference. Like if we oh, finally yeah. feel accepted. No, it makes a huge difference. And I, I know self-love, we, we should be really comfortable with who we are regardless and all the rest of it. But it is, it's just icing on the cake, isn't it? When other people tell you you're doing a good job as well. And mm. to have been told for so many years that I was, you know, all the things people said on social media and all the things people said in the press, like it, it kind of, it wears you down. You almost mm. start believing it's true, even if you know you're better. Like you, you think, God, well, if all these hundreds of thousands of people think these things, then how it has to be true, you know? Um, so to go in there and have this opportunity to show the real me and change people's opinions um, will always be like a really pivotal moment for me, both in my professional career and my personal um, it helped me relationship with me mom, you know, when I walked away from Geordie Shore and started doing more mainstream TV, like we reconnected in a big way. I fell in love with myself a bit, you know, like realised I was worth more. It was just big rocks, big on every level. Oh, and what was the actual experience of being in there like? It was, do you know, it was so good. Like I've spoken to some people who absolutely hated it. And I think, like, it all just depends on why you go in there and, like, your outlook. Like, I know you'll see, like, some old soap stars sitting on there and they just look fucking sick of their lives and you think, you've got you've got a tax bill coming, mate, haven't you? You know why they're there. They've been done. They've got, like, a quarter of a mil or something that needs to be paid and they don't want to pay it, so they just do this show. And, like, honestly, I've got no... I'm not judging at all. I feel like, fair enough, whatever... Like, like your, your finances are your business but you can see the people who don't want to be there and you can mm. see the people who think I've watched this show since I was a kid I've idolised Ant and mm. Dec I've seen this show turn people in like from zeros to heroes and I am excited to be here and that's what I was I was excited to be there I was just a fan mm. I felt like I'd won a competition um, <laughs> honestly I did and like that's that's what shone through, I think. Like, I just was up for anything, game as a badger, and really keen to change uh, people's misconceptions about us. I, w I wanted to show the real me, so every second I was just buzzing. Um, and, like, I, you know, there was no trial too gross, no critter too, like, <laughs> disgusting. I was just Oh, my God, it. I just cannot imagine it. <laughs> Oh, honestly, do you know what, mate? Like, it was the best three weeks of my life. And for a long oh. while, I struggled with that feeling, with knowing, like, God, professionally, like, this might be really difficult for us to top. Um, really? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, when mm. you have that feeling, like, it's 
like how many 15 million people last like how many how many times you get in front of that audience very often it's not a lot yeah. and I've certainly not done it since so no it, it, it was difficult for me to accept kind of like oh you might have peaked there pet but um it, it will always be like one of the best moments of my life and defining for so many ways oh beautiful Push Your Peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by What Bike. Join me, Louise Minchin, and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits. Whether you're an elite or everyday athlete, it can be hard to continually progress. How do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you go to find that inner drive? Tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter how big or small you can find us wherever you got this podcast just search push your peak if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So then what was your third defining moment? Ooh, I probably have to say, and this might, might sound might sound quite sad and it's not meant to I was meant to get married a couple of years ago um I was in a serious relationship a long-term relationship with a fella I'd known for about 10 years maybe even longer um and we'd like reconnected and been to get like you know been together bought a house got engaged and we were like six months off getting married um and he like, the relationship fell apart, but in quite an, like quite a public and humiliating way, he uh, he cheated on us in Dubai, of all places, 
Um, and the girl that the girl had woke up and sold her story before he'd even got up. Oh, and like even as I say it now, it just sounds so sordid and gross. But like, mm. you know, I was on the wrong path, rocks. Like I really was. I was like forging forward with a relationship that I knew was really unhealthy and wrong. But like I was just yeah. so desperate not to fail it again. Like I can yeah. talk for hours about my professional life and feel really quite proud of myself for the things I've managed to achieve and the person I'm becoming. But personally, until very recently, like I didn't have a lot to write home about. I really struggled, man. Mm. Um, And I felt like I didn't want to be a failure in that department again. You know, I didn't want to be splashed across the front of the magazines like she's drove another man away. Mm. And it was all, you know, (laughs) it felt like it was always my fault. Felt like she was the the reasons the press always gave for why my relationships broke up was always she's too focused on her career or she hasn't got time for it right now or he wants a family and she doesn't like all these things and it was it was almost like the blame was on me like I was fundamentally unlovable and uh, I know I couldn't I felt like I wasn't strong enough to do it again because I was fighting so hard to make that relationship work I had no energy for anything else um, and the thought of like going through all that was too much so I um I just kept going with with a relationship that god would have only ended in divorce and heartbreak and everything because we weren't right for each other um Mm. so no so it took that moment you know like feeling like I'd been humiliated and all the rest of it to walk away um and it made decision to do so was instantaneous like there was never Mm. There was never, like, should we meet and have crisis talks? Like, should we get together? Like, do you want to do a public apology? Like, do you want to explain to me? It was, I've heard what you've done. I've got, like, I've seen the pictures. I've got no desire to hear any anything else. Mm. Which sounds really, like, cutthroat and callous, but, like, I've always said no. I will accept a lot in terms of, like, in, in, the, like, in love. Like, I think people fall out of love. I think people grow apart. I think all these things are unfortunately part of part of the journey, but I will never, ever be disrespected. Mm. Rox, I give so much to me friendships, to me relationships, to everything. I'm like a good friend and a good girlfriend and that, that I just can't forgive. I can't forgive being cheated on. So I walked away and like the next day after I found out I was on this morning, hosting like a uh, segment about the jungle and all anyone wanted to know is if I had me ring on or not and of course I didn't it was long gone Mm. and like it sounds daft that this is defining for me but it was the hardest fucking three months of my life to put myself back together after that to to just to be this poster girl for heartbreak and like and just desperately being trying to change that narrative yeah. To show lasses that, like... Because, you know, I could have stayed and it would have been easier. Because loads of women have done it before and I don't judge them at all. If it was right for them, there's different circumstances and everything. But I realised that mm. all I was teaching young lasses who followed me, young women, older women, women of any age, is that f- being disrespected is OK, you know? Yeah. So, like, it made me realise what I deserved, what I was made of... And that actually, like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm. Oh, 
I find that honestly so, so inspiring because I think that there, there is no, I don't, there is no worse feeling than heartbreak. I mean, it oh, is a horrible. form of grief. It is so that, oh, just that pit in your stomach, the like feeling that like, it's like a physical feeling yeah. as well as mental. It's, it's oh, visceral, it's Roxy. It's absolutely visceral. Exactly. That's exactly the right word for it. But it does give you this like really unique opportunity for rebirth that I don't mm. think you get in many other circumstances where you, you actually you through that pain you do reinvent yourself you see like it's really interesting yeah you talk about it like that um because obviously I never I never saw it that way I just thought like you're gonna have to get through this because there are so many people watching you and that's mm. what I believed I was like and you're telling them all like all these young lasses that you're giving them hope you know if, if they've not got a nice boyfriend mm. at home if someone treats them badly you're telling them there's life after that man so fucking mm. you best keep your head held high. And that was all I thought I was doing. But like the further along the line I got with it, I realised I was changed. I realised I was forever different. And like, I am still a hopeless romantic. Like, God, I, I've met and fell in love with Erkan something like four months after everything that had happened. And I mean, yeah. when I say I fell in love with him on the first date rocks, I was like texting my mates to buy a hat and that. I was like, <laughs> girls, I don't return your wedding outfits. I've met the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Like, I felt, I felt different. Like I knew what I was willing to accept and I knew what I wasn't. Yeah. And I knew who I wanted to be and who I didn't. Like mm. now mine and Erkan's communication is so much better than... I've had with any other like previous relationship and that's not because he's yes he's different he's great he's brilliant but like he's still a fella <laughs> so it's, it's he's still a fella and I still have, it, it's because I'm pushing it to be different as well so no, yeah mate, that's really interesting to hear you say that I'm, I've definitely come out I come out of it stronger and changed awful but oh I love that and if anybody is listening and who is going through heartbreak now if what are some things that you did that kind of just helped you get through those those stages oh okay so obviously I feel like it's incredibly subjective and I've I, like I actually talk about this in my book I say I get really agitated where people kind of hold you to some sort of like like imaginary timeline like I remember when I met Erkan and everyone was like oh god it's far too soon you've not grieved <laughs> for the last one it's a rebound it'll never last and you know if I'd let all of those people get into my head I could potentially have lost Erkan. I could not have my happily ever after now. And like, I know it was really well-meaning, but actually like, it's such bullshit. Like you are allowed to like, like fall in love or meet someone new whenever you feel ready. And for some people that might be six years after it. And for some people, it might be six months. And for some people, it might be six weeks. Like you, just, you know yourself and you know when you're ready. So like, don't listen to anybody else. Feel your feels and do what feels instinctively right. Um, I think mm. that's probably like the best advice on that. And then also like, I, I think, and I don't know how healthy this is, um, but I've, I felt like I, I really faked it till I made it. You know that saying, like mm. fake it till you make it. Like, yeah. I was sad, so sad. And there were days when I completely gave in to me sadness and lay on the sofa with my mum and just held her hand 
and like watched things Ooh. and cried and said like why was it me and all the rest of it and did those <laughs> really self-indulgent <laughs> things because that's an important part of the process but like totally. there were, yeah but then there were also days where I just fucking put my lipstick on and went on the telly because mm. you know like getting up and faking it and smiling and projecting this image of strength like there's only so long you can go on doing it until it becomes real and it's, it's yeah. actually just becomes you and you yeah. become stronger and hardened and I don't by any means mean cold like I, I don't I don't I'm so emotional I'm never going to be that person who's like oh water off a duck's back like no I'm a fanny so I, I just mean like when I, I if you can like just just keep going and try and act mm. happy and strong and all the rest of it. And eventually it will just come, you know, one day that smile will be real. And it'll happen so organically, you'll think, shit, I'm fine. And you'll be really yeah. proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, that is such, such beautiful advice, Vicky. Thank you. And how are you now? How is everything now? What's what's going on? What's coming up? Tell us oh, where God. you're at. Okay, so um, I am good, Roxy. I'm off the back of, God, as, as you will attest, like promoting a book is, is no mean feat. Writing a book, like I thought was difficult, but actually the promoting it, the stress and the pressure of seeing how people are going to like respond to it and all the rest of it, like it feels like that has added like 10 years to me life. So I'm, 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 kind, of, I'm kind of just trying to like de-stress and unwind after that. But yeah, the, mm-hmm. the book's out, the book's done well. Um, and at the same but time... It's done very, like remarkably well, congratulations. And you know what? I've been dying to say the same thing to you last, like well done, mate. I keep reading all your stuff on Instagram, like Vogue India and these amazing events and I just think there's nobody deserves it more and you know honestly I was like probably I was absolutely crack as I was shouting about your book so much after I got off the podcast tea as well and I was thinking and I told you this I was thinking I should really fucking be telling people to buy mine but honestly all my mates have bought it my mum's got the copy you gave me stop it no my makeup artist's balls deep in it Roxy like people are telling me it's changed their lives last so you should I I know you know this but you're amazing thank you so much (laughs) you're welcome thank you you're so welcome so yeah so the book is done um and around the same time as I was promoting that I was filming a documentary for channel four which I've just finished filming um and I've found like I've actually found super difficult um it's about it's called Vicky Patterson um my my dad alcohol and me um oh so, my goodness yeah so I am um I've always had a really complicated relationship with alcohol um and I have quite an addictive personality in general um mm-hmm. and it, it it might or might not surprise you to know that like my dad is an alcoholic um and subsequently like I've, I've throughout my life you know had periods where I just thought well there's just only one way my life is going to go like I will be alcohol dependent same as my dad eventually I believe there was like a huge genetic element everyone has told me years and for years you know your dad's daughter and stuff like that were very similar brain works in similar ways and I I just kind of felt like it was an inevitability um and then there was those periods in my life where I felt like I had it better in control and I don't know I've just struggled so my whole life it's kind of been a bit of a shadow hanging over us um, and I finally got the opportunity, like, because I'm in such a healthy and happy place, 
love yeah. but like you know lover can great relationship with my family and friends nice dog nice house happy bear um I, I kind of felt like it was the right time to unpack that and you know even though I am strong and all the rest of it like there's just never a right time to unpack like trauma like that it it is always gonna it's always gonna hurt isn't it and it's always gonna take a bit from you and feel draining so yeah, mate, I've I've had a really emotional start of the year and I'm, I think that's why, like, Dubai had come at just such the right time. I was like, fuck me, get me some sun and some oh, cosmos and just let me chill out a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And when does the documentary come out? So there's no release date as of yet. It's with the, in the very capable hands of the production company in Channel 4 oh. um, and they're making it look all fancy and sleek and stuff um, and hopefully oh. removing some of my snot because it was a lot of tears. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really proud of it. It must have been a very therapeutic experience. Oh, 110%, mate. Yeah, like really, really cathartic. But draining, you know, like, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure like, you get this, like, when you got, like, I looked at that beautiful event you put on and I thought, that looks stunning. And there's just like an outsider looking in, I think, God, I bet that was amazing. I bet you she was on a high. But then I thought, I bet you crashed. I bet, like, afterwards, oh, yeah. after giving so much of yourself. And if, if you are a perfectionist, if you want to do something well, if you're creative and invested, like I was with this project, like you are, then you only give 110, you know? So, mm. honestly, it, it was amazing moments of like adrenaline and high and catharticism and all that for like followed just by just being so drained and so emotionally yeah. exhausted so it's Whoa. been a roller coaster I think I know that term gets thrown around an awful lot and it's a bit cheesy but it's definitely the only way to describe what I've been through and I, I just hope it helps people mate people going through the oh same God, thing as me Ill. yeah absolutely will and uh yeah you just need some rest tlc downtime now that's it loads of good books mate loads of peppermint tea yeah. oh so <laughs> snuggling yeah i'm really excited exactly <laughs> so just before you go i've got some really quick fire questions for you okay hit so me the first one is what is your most memorable book um what oh, shall, shall i say yours Shall I say no? no? Shall I say mine? Yes, go on then. I mean, I feel like we can get some great promo in here, and I hate to miss an opportunity. Um, I've I've actually wrote six books, mate. Would you believe? Uh, I know. No, I know. Honestly, with a a a real range of of success. So don't don't quite pat me on the back just yet. But yeah, I had an autobiography. Um, which became a Times Sunday Times number one bestseller. Six weeks or something, actually, the autobiography. People were very nosy on that one. Um, wow. I know. And then a couple of those in the middle. I, I really wanna I really wanna be a writer. Um I just couldn't quite find my niche. So there was some fiction, some non-fiction, and then of course the space where you've I found myself in most recently with the secret to happy. Um and I, I think that's probably even though it wasn't it didn't rival the success in my autobiography, like it's the one that one that made me dead happy, you know, um, and the one that I felt if, uh, impacted people's lives the most. So, mm. yeah, I, I think shamelessly, I'm going to, I've talked about my own books and I'm going to say that one, but I mean, I, I love so many other books. I, I'm a huge nerd, a huge bookworm, everything from like To Kill a Mockingbird to like Sarah Knight and Vex King. So mm. yeah, I, I can't, I can't praise the written word enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, your favourite quote? Mm. 
I like, again, I, I, I like a lot of them. Um, but I think my favourite one is um, don't let your ice cream melt while counting someone else's sprinkles. Oh, I love that. I haven't heard I've, that one before. I feel it's, like it's really cute. It, cover, cover, it, it co- like conjures up a really nice image of, of two, like of, of eating an ice cream on a sunny day and two kids and one's like yeah. staring at the other as to kind of be like, did you get a bigger cone than me? Like, no, did you? And you know, by the time <laughs> so you finish, true. like comparison is the thief of joy. And if you mm. let it, it will take, every, like it will rob you of so many beautiful moments in your life. Mm. So nah, focus on yourself, your ice cream cone and your sprinkles and don't fucking worry <laughs> about what anyone else is doing. <laughs> Um, your go-to feel-good film. Ah, I love movies. Um, okay, so I love shite. I love shite films. And I, I, I really feel like things that make me happy are things like Runaway Bride. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, do you remember, remember Legally Blonde, um, Pretty oh, Woman. Great Got film. Anything with Jennifer Aniston in, like, oh, God, and especially mm-hmm. if it went straight to Netflix, I'm all over it. So, yeah, right. Well, the like, breakup with Vince Vaughn yes. and Jennifer Aniston really makes me laugh. Like, oh, iconic, mate. No, I, I love all stuff like that. Um, probably they're not going to win any awards anytime soon, but they're my faves. A moment where you felt most proud? Winning the jungle, for all the reasons I said before. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine that feeling when you hear your name. I just be like, holy shit. And, oh, it was a big one. <laughs> a song that cheers you up. Anything by Little Mix, um, in particular, like Power, Salute, stuff like that. I feel like they are some very feisty females who know just how to get me fired up. <laughs> oh, I love that. Top tip for dealing with stress. Remove, I mean, look at me right now remove yourself from social media like a digital detox I know everybody's lives are different and stresses are subjective but for me so much of mine is intrinsically linked to that to me phone you know um and I feel like by deleting those apps removing myself from that platform I'm just I don't know I feel like I've already found peace um so like I 110% advocate for a, a digital detox every so often. You have more time, you get a bit more clarity, you focus on the things and the people that matter. And yeah, you stop counting other people's fucking sprinkles. <laughs> I love, love, love that. I'm genuinely like inspired by it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. Um, and the last question is, who is the first person you call to share good news? Oh, I feel like I call her can. I do. I call her can. And if he doesn't answer, uh, I call my mum. Like they're uh, both my favourites. Um, I'm very lucky to have a lovely mum and a lovely partner. So those are those are mine. Oh, I love that. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the show and for being so open and warm. And I just love talking to you every time. I just feel so full. So thank you so so much. Well, the feelings reciprocated, Roxy. Thank you so much. And like honestly, just keep smashing it, mate. I'm so. within the least I don't want to sound patronising at all but like I'm just so proud of everything you're doing it's really inspirational so thank you for having us mate I hope you have a great day (laughs) thank you lovely a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.